0: I oh, it wasn't going to work now all of a sudden. Eh. <laughs> business geeks podcast where we geek business i'm super joe pardo and i'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts who push me every week to be more super uh including week two of dress shirt uh that's been hanging up here in the (laughs) out here in the uh in the studio uh in between uh, you know in between weeks if you will uh, I was gonna say, in between sessions uh, this week, we are discussing creating online revenue streams for your business, especially as we get into like this being a normal and needing more revenue streams, needing more diverse uh, revenue streams uh, in our business. Doing doing the way things we were doing is just not gonna get it done. Uh, apparently, as we get deeper and deeper into this. New normal. Uh, We also have uh, two grind my gears one about a drywall company, uh, which I will get more into, and uh, one about Jen's third-party food delivery, uh, apparently not doing the, the food delivery too well, um, as well as one cool thing that uh, talks about a, a CRM that I had not heard of. So looking forward to that. Uh, Jennifer Crawford of uh, one of the co-founders of Sparent.co. How are you feeling tonight, Jennifer?
1: Feeling just fine. Thanks for asking Joe. Doing doing good. Yeah, do, I'm, I'm doing good. I was telling Sam before we went live, that I'm exhausted because my typical workday just has no boundaries these days because there's no Mm. distraction of outside activities. So it's just seven days a week, work, work, work. And, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, lucky, luckily I have work. So I'm not, this is not a complaint. This is just telling you that if I, if I can't complete a sentence or I'm a little off, you'll know that it's just, you know, self-induced exhaustion.
0: Oh, well, you got to self-care that that's gotta be, if if not the first thing, one of the top three to four. Four things uh, for you to, to well, because look Jen, if, if you don't take care of yourself, who will? No one it's else is coming through. Not no the one's topic. Door. It's
1: not the topic of
0: this episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. Day, day, day.
2: Uh, <laughs> Whoa, got in there nice and early with the bell.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> also joining us, Samantha Riley of Samantha Riley dot go, glo, Global dot Global.
2: Wow, that How was hard joke. I'm I, doing I, I, well. <laughs> that, I didn't realize that was such a hard word. I'm I know global. why it's a hard word because none of us can travel globally right now. We're all stuck in our homes. That's why you tripped up on that one.
0: Oh, we are stuck at uh, stuck in our homes. It is not it is not fun. It's not fun at all. Uh, a
2: bit over it. bit over it, but we're all healthy. so you know, gratitude for that.
0: yes, yes. Uh, oh, absolutely, because it could be it could be so much worse. I think all of us, could be in such a much worse situation. Um, I was watching a uh, Mr. Beast video where he called up people and he was like, Oh, I'm a news reporter on this news station. And he's like getting the story from the people of how terrible their situations are. And he's like, "Would $10,000 help at all. And they're like, then they start crying because yes, ten thousand dollars would help them. So he just mm. wires them ten thousand dollars at a time at a shot here because uh, that's how Mr. Beast rolls and 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 that is that that's awesome. Um, but that's but- so cool. But yeah, to so go, you know, people are in much worse situations than than the three of us are mm-hmm, for sure, mm-hmm. and hopefully uh, than any of the people watching uh, our show right now live. If you're watching, hopefully you're watching on uh, Facebook.com/slash Business Geeks Podcast uh, Mondays at eight uh, eight p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And let me see if I can remember, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Time? Did you right? are
2: a legend. Well done, Super Joe Pardo. I'm that's I'm that's your impressive. Mom yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> that's the top of my head there. Um, so uh, let's, let's get into our topic of the week, which is creating online revenue streams for your business. Who wants, to, who wants to kick it off this week?
1: Well, I just wanted to share one thing. I think that is a nice uh, segue into the topic. Um, I read that Jenna Kutcher, influencer and the founder of the Gold Digger podcast. I've listened to that one. It's pretty darn good. She shared that she once read that the average millionaire has seven different revenue streams. So she spends a year building eight. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah, so um, I know we're, you know, we're a lot of businesses are looking for online revenue streams now because in-person business is not possible. So so obviously, you know, we are definitely going to be talking about virtual and online revenue streams, but I think in general, it's a great practice to shore up your business with multiple revenue streams. So you don't have all your eggs in one basket and Mm. you have a more resilient business overall. So I I love this topic. I'm always looking for new revenue streams. I love revenue streams. They're so great. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I thought that was a a good reminder from the millionaires. I mean, Mm. they're doing doing something
2: right. Nice. I think we probably do need to also add though that what we're talking about today is revenue streams within our business. We're not talking about investments right. or or different ty- because, you know, of it, as a business owner, I like to make sure that I do have investments and that, you know, there's superannuation and all these other things, but we are specifically talking about creating revenue streams within our business. I'm so glad you clarified that. That's that needed clarification. No,
1: that is so true. Revenue streams with that. Thank, thank our
2: you, business. Jennifer. Yeah. Where's my Where's my bell, Joe? Oh,
0: she sorry. needs a bell. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was doing other uh, things. You're distracted. <laughs> I could tell. I could yes, tell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. i was This is little, this is why
1: little, we need three co-hosts because at yeah. any one time at least one of us is distracted. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. It's yeah. It's, it's it's sorry. I was trying to do the shares. I'm getting up on LinkedIn because you know LinkedIn. Ding oh. ding ding. ding. Um, you know trying to do all the things at at once and i was we love you joe
2: and we appreciate all that you do for us
0: oh thank you i I, and i appreciate leon and all that he does for for us (laughs) thanks for leon um Oh, here's here's something that I've heard. Uh, the other day, somebody was trying to. Oh, it was uh, was it Grand Graham, Ste- Graham Stephan? He he's a, a YouTuber, and he he broke down like the ads that were on his channel, on his YouTube channel, and they were like talking about like, oh, like you can make a million dollars and blah blah blah, and you got to create all these revenue streams. Well, the the one uh one of the ads was basically telling you how if you create YouTube videos, every every video you create is a revenue stream, and he's like. No, that's not. And this guy no, is I don't like he's so. almost like two million subscribers. Uh, uh, Graham Stefan. and he's like, yeah, no, that's not. That's not quite how that works. Uh, it's one revenue stream that you have to keep putting in, and keep putting in, and keep putting in, and keep putting in uh, to get out of. You know, to get money out of it. But hmm. um, mm. so it's just to you know clarify, like people have to think about it. Uh, You know, I I don't look as um, like my books as, you know, I have four books. I don't look each of them as a revenue stream. It's to me, it's one, right? Yeah. Yeah it's a, it's a piece of it. um, I would agree. So it's just, you know, keep, keep that in mind at all times that it's not as simple as like, Oh, I made a video and now I'm monetizing it. Now it's a stream.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't think anything that we talk about is framed in the sense that this is how to do it the easy way. Like there is no easy (laughs) way in business. I, I get so, you know, disheartened and frustrated when, you know, uh, other, you know, quote unquote entrepreneurs, you know, make hyperbolic statements and make it seem like it's just a, you know, it's so simple. Like just make a few videos and, you know, you'll be a millionaire like me. And when actually just everything takes a ton of work and time mm, and commitment mm, and consistency mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit of luck on top of that. So yeah, we're definitely, definitely not saying that this, this is the, nothing here is the easy button for you.
2: No, although you did say simple and I actually think that simple and easy are different. I think that business can be simple with processes, with systems, but it's not easy. Even something simple is not easy. If I had a bell, I would give you a oh. bell.
0: There you
2: go. <laughs> There's a lot of bell happening. <laughs>
0: There is. There is. There Thank is you, Jen. Thank love. you, Sue, for joining. Thank you for the reminder.
1: All right. So, 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 okay. So, a lot of businesses I've seen um, or heard from are businesses that are not necessarily accustomed to providing their services online or in a virtual format. So, you know, maybe they're uh, yoga instructors or personal trainers or uh, massage therapists, you know, people that are used to these like in person high touch point businesses. So I think one online revenue stream that these people can look into, not just for now, but also in the future is our online um, classes, courses, virtual consultations, you know, one-on-one meetings, basically repurposing your knowledge and putting Mm -hmm. it online. Luckily with video conferencing you can bring some of that in-person magic. <laughs> uh, you know if you if you're working one-on-one like I know therapists are now you know doing their therapy sessions uh, via Zoom or other video conferencing platform. So I'm not saying that it 100% translates to every single business there are some businesses that are really really tough to translate online. But I think if you you think a little bit outside the box, mm-hmm. there's probably more opportunities than it seems like on the surface. Yep.
0: Yeah, there was a um, there was a news like the news happened to me. When I walked into the room and they were talking about a makeup artist who you know that's a super high touch point like on people's faces. So mm. uh, she transitioned into. And I and I might be like messing it up a little bit, but she transitioned into doing uh, uh, makeup lessons for children. Uh, via, like, you know, online booking appointments and that kind of like group classes and stuff like that. So, because uh, apparently, you know, children want to learn how to put makeup on. Uh, huh. uh, apparently, a thing. I didn't know. I mean, I, my daughter's only four, so I, I guess I'll find out in a couple of years. But, uh, <laughs> but they, you know, they want to, they wa- the kids want to learn how to do mommy's makeup and, and stuff like that. So she's providing these classes to kids uh, and making, you know, apparently a, a good enough, uh, you know, okay amount of money to 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 warrant doing it and have someone talk about it.
2: Nice. I like that she's really thought outside the box and thought about different aspects that are not normally provided. And that was something that Jen and I were talking about before we came on. It's one thing to provide a service that makes, you know, that can come to you very easily, but sometimes you really do need to think outside the box and I'm going to guess, Jen, that you've probably got some uh, some case studies there or something to share around people that have done that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, before we go there, I think it's important to ask a few key questions to sort of get your mind um, moving down the path of another revenue stream. So mm-hmm. one is, what do your customers need now? And particularly in the pandemic, uh, customers' needs have definitely changed. Um, So what do your customers need now that maybe they didn't need a month ago or even yesterday? Um, Where are your customers hanging out online? In a previous episode of the Business Geeks podcast, we talked about how West Elm um, provided free virtual backgrounds to, you know, this expanding um, work from home uh, base because of the pandemic. And so they were able to find basically a, a distribution channel to showcase their um products online. And that was just from them, I'm sure, asking that question is where are our customers hanging out? Well, they're hanging out on the uh, you know, on virtual conferences and Zoom rooms. Um mm. so how how can we be visible to them? And they came up with a, a simple solution and it was brilliant. Uh, the third question, what products and services complement mine? And I like this question for two reasons. One, Um, It sets you up for um, the seeking out of strategic partnerships. And it also sets you up for thinking about maybe different uh, stages that your customers could be in. Um, And I think of an example, uh, my friend Meredith, she has a self-publishing services company called Eaton Press. And she was basically helping business people publish their books. And that's kind of what she did. She had these executive packages. But then she realized that she could come into their lives at a much earlier process, like when they were just thinking of the idea and they haven't actually written it yet. And she could add services at that stage. And then she could be there when it was time for them to write the second book. Um, so she essentially, you know, answered to a need, but she answered to more needs from the same customer. So I thought that was that was really really brilliant thinking on Mm. her part. Mm. So yeah, so those are the three questions. What do your customers need right now? Where are they hanging out? Uh, We're talking about online because that's where everybody's hanging out right now because of the pandemic. And what
2: products and services complement yours? Nice questions, Jen. Really like those. Because answering those questions helps you to understand. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Knowing where, knowing the answers to those helps you understand where to where to look first, where to uncover the greatest opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. I like the
0: idea of p- uh, partnering up with other people. Um, you know, other services. There was a uh, there was another story I saw uh, talking about. Uh, I want to say it was like, is six business owners, like uh, one or two breweries, uh, a restaurant, and I don't know, a couple, like couple, like six different local businesses that all teamed up. They they were like i guess they posted something in like one of the facebook groups or something it was like hey what are you guys doing to like survive this thing and then they ended up teaming up and they put together oh what did they call them like pandemic boxes or something like that or i like isolation party boxes and it's like got the the beers that they they, you know the brewery makes and it's got you know pre-made food in the box that you can heat you know heat up uh something to that effect and and they're just like drop like they're just you know Grab bag and them right through the window and sell nice. them crazy, yeah. So like things like that. It's like okay, so you're combining your marketing power, your brand, you know, your brand power. Uh, you know, you're cross promoting each other, and you're all getting some sales that you wouldn't probably necessarily get otherwise if you weren't mm-hmm. like all. Coming together on this. Yeah. Mm. So they they
1: actually they asked two of the three questions, right? They asked what do our customers need right now, those you know, pandemic emergency boxes, and what businesses complement ours? Who else can go in that box with us to make it a really awesome box? Mm. Mm -hmm. So that was like, yeah. So those three questions, they really, they really do work, I swear.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I was just telling Jen just before we were recording, just before you were here, Joe, that I've done this with one of my Promotion partners that we sat down at the beginning of April and said, okay, well, how can we work together and what is the gap that our market has at the moment? Uh, And with my knowledge of helping people to launch their online programs, his knowledge is in the um, automation, so setting up the back end of businesses. So we put together a program for business owners to get them online um, and have a program launched within 30 days where he implements all the back end, which is uh, for a lot of business owners, that's what holds them up. So it, yeah. so asking those questions is just so, so good. Yeah, I,
1: I love it. I love it. Um, let's see, you asked about use cases. What do I got here? Yeah, um, I, I knew that you would have them there. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, you know, we talked about strategic partnerships and, and you know, uh, finding other revenue streams. I, I don't think we talked about um, one thing I think that companies can consider if they're, um, offering services, what products could they offer to add to their their revenue stream and if they're if they're selling products, what kind of services could they offer online to enhance their their revenue stream? And one of our regular listeners, watchers, Mary Sue Dayhill, she's the CEO of Work Smarter Digital. She's actually I'm actually going to do a spoiler alert. so this is also like my, my one cool thing. So, mm-hmm. She has a business uh, that helps other small businesses streamline their day-to-day operations using automations. She was, you know, completely 100% service-based. But while she's working with these small business owners over the past, you know, seven years, um, several years, I think, uh, she realized that she was recommending CRMs to them um, that were great, had great reputations in the market, but they didn't necessarily have all the features her clients needed. And so she started seeing, um, you know, the same features being requested. And she realized, hey, like, there's a need here for more of an all-in-one platform. So she looked into it. She now has an all-in-one CRM called WorkSmarter CRM that has some great features that were missing in some of the big name, like Household name CRMs, and she's now selling subscription to that. So she's added this product to her service-based business that, that answers directly to her clients' needs. And uh, I just think it. it so, I mean, what a beautiful move! What a beautiful pivot! What a beautiful new revenue stream! Uh, I thought that was a great example. So good. So good, yeah. right? So yeah, good, definitely. Mm. So good. Okay. I like it. Thank so you. So par- partnerships oh, sorry, is first.
0: I, I forgot. <laughs> I <was lying laughs> you, don't,
1: you don't have to ding me every
0: time. <laughs> oh, it, all you do is deliver awesomeness. No, she does, doesn't she? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Make awesome. me work
2: harder. All hear, Make-
0: that's all that's all I hear every time Catching. you figure out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so there's partnerships. What what are some other different revenue streams that we can create? Because there's there's just so many.
1: So many, so many. Um, well, I, you know, there's always, you know, the business to business partnership, right? Finding a, a business that complements yours, you have a similar customer base, but you you offer different things. Um, but also, um, I don't think people think about partnering with events enough. Uh, now we're all like sort of event organizers. I, you know, <laughs> online events, offline events. I'm getting ready to. A week from today is the Small Business Grit Summit. We're at 170 tickets. Uh, be the 170th! Oh, okay. Congratulations! A- oh, it's been it's been a Herculean effort to make this happen, but um, you know there are many ways to partner with events, particularly if their audience is your audience. We have been approached twice by businesses that have wanted to partner with us. Um, one we turned down, and one we just ended up ended up not happening for another reason, but but they wanted to work with us because they were interested in our audience. They wanted to get in front of our audience. So um, whether that's a sponsorship, you know, and getting involved that way, Or if that's something a little more creative, where you package this event's tickets into something that you're offering and you co-promote, something like that. So I think there's a lot of opportunity with events. The reason I like events is because people are are really engaged and you can really narrow down that audience. So Mm. um, I don't think enough people think about that. And there are so many online events. And I'm not even just talking about summits and online conferences. Even think small. So here... Here's an example that just happened to me. I was invited to to do a Facebook Live in a very small Facebook group, 40 people, but they were all therapists, and they were doing this website challenge that week. So as a prize, they um, had uh, two hours of Sparent virtual services. They purchased it from me, and they offered it as a prize, and then they had me come in the group to talk about working with the virtual team, and then I took questions live on that day. So it took about, I mean, total, maybe an hour and a half of my time. I got like two discovery calls out of it. Um, plus, you know, people on my email list. And, you know, it was just a great experience. So just this little, this tiny little partnership in this, you know, small group. And I got tons of questions and interest. And my business got in front of people who you know, need, potentially need me now or in the future. Engaged, engaged. Yeah. engaged. engaged. It was, engaged. didn't cost me anything it did, and it cost didn't cost them very much either. So anyway, I mean, there, there's a lot of opportunity out there if you just kind of open your mind to it and just think about your audience, what they need and what you can bring them. That's a value. And the only, the only other thing I'd add with the strategic partnerships is, um, it has to be a, a win for everybody and meaning mm. it has to be a balanced win. So and this is sort of my litmus test for any strategic partnership. I have to win. The strategic partner has to win and our audience or customers have to win. And it has to be as equivalent as possible. Otherwise, it's just a no go. It's not it's mm. a good strategic partnership. That is 100 percent my litmus test.
2: I never vary from it. So, um, and I, it's, it's served me well so far. Awesome. You've been doing a lot with sponsorships with your live streams, haven't you, Joe?
0: Uh, yes, yes, we have been, but uh, first off, Jen, you didn't mention where people can go buy their ticket for your event.
1: Thanks for reminding me, Joe. Ding, ding, ding for you. Uh, <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs> if you go to Small Business Grit. Dot com. That's you'll get all the information on our speakers and our agenda. You can buy tickets. If you use the, my speaker discount code, sparent 10, you'll get an all access ticket for just $37. That's 35 speakers, 12 live events, uh, 25 digital gifts, uh, a summit playbook, uh, probably something else I'm forgetting. I mean, we just, it's packed with value. I promise you. Cause I don't do, I don't do things any other way. So you'll love
2: Absolutely. It. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yes yeah that, that is that is that is true well so speaking of that though uh speaking of of my virtual events and sponsorship so i actually just got off the call uh like like two three hours ago uh with tim gillette who runs uh a blog and video con and we were talking about doing uh a, you know not only a mastermind together uh but also you know doing like uh, like a sponsorship swap back and forth between our two events because they're both running like i've been running mine every two weeks he's, he's running his every four weeks like and and they they both hit in the same similar uh spaces but not but they're different you know they're definitely different types of people um and it just makes sense to to like kind of bring it all together so you know looking for those opportunities you know, if you put yourself out there, right? And I think as a as a business owner, um, you need to put yourself in a position where you're networking with other people. It's not just for customers and, and that kind of stuff, but like networking with other business owners, and not just networking with the people that are in like in your buying group or in your association or whatever, mm. but like just like your local chamber of commerce, right? Like that kind of thing, because you don't know uh, like what you don't know until you get to mm. meet the people. You, you get the the right vibe. You it all starts to like, oh man, why didn't I see this? before. And, and then next thing you know, you're selling these, you know, pandemic boxes, <laughs> the, the, the party in a box. Um, and you
2: don't know how far down the track that's going to be either, do you? Sometimes those, right. those relationships can be four or five, sometimes even longer to nurture until the, the time's just right. And you're like, let's do something
0: well I mean this is this this show is living proof of that right I mean totally right right there you know we all have known each other for uh Sam I've known you for what four years now I think five five years yeah five five years five wow time is yeah because my show is almost uh six years old uh and Jen I've known you since 2015 so yeah 2015 five five years uh in September it'll be five years so yeah so you just don't know how things are going to shake out and who's going to you know end up being the the good guys and the <laughs> in the in the uh in the story
2: well lucky we found each other and we're the good guys
0: Yes. I you reminded me of my one one cool thing so i need to write that down before i forget
2: oh. definitely um, yeah I, I didn't have
0: a one cool thing but now i do
2: mm, um, mm. so on that partnerships so i want to add into that mix their affiliates Mm. because ah. this is a really great way going back to what you were talking about, Jen, um, about you know what do your clients need maybe before or after they see you and going and having a look at those products that you might be referring and signing up as an affiliate. Affiliates are such a great stream of income because you really don't need to do much. I like it
1: and also think about flipping it as well. Think about using affiliates to help you um, sell your products or services.
0: Yeah, I you know with a, so I have a love hate relationship with affiliates. Doesn't
1: uh-huh. everybody? Everybody yeah. does. And everyone does. Okay. Yeah, everyone, well, it's a natural honest. response. Yeah. I mean, well, of course we do.
0: Well, okay, so so. I before you, we just throw out the oh, you can just have an affiliate link and it, and and you're going to make a bunch of money. Like, you know, you got to have an engaged audience, right? That's go, mm-hmm. a purchasing audience that you actually they buy things and you've you've have some kind of proof that like that's going to happen. Not for the person that you're joining up to affiliate with, but just for your own sake, because otherwise you're just giving you know branding power to somebody else and not getting a dime for it. <laughs> so so as well as it has to make sense with, in in line with your audience. And, and and your audience has to be engaged to that level that like you actually think they're going to purchase. They're not just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. seeing the brand and like that's going to cl- be one of the 21 times they need to see a brand before they trust that it's a thing and they are going to purchase. So well, I think I, I, as, just it, cautious, it's cautious. That's all.
2: Yeah, what? I think it's up to us as a business owner to educate our audience. It's mm-hmm. not about, oh, just here's an affiliate link. Can you walk away from it? You do need to educate your audience um, around what that product is, but- yeah. I also have a love-hate relationship. I love when I open my PayPal account and there's money in there. I hate having <laughs> to <laughs> and lots of other things about it. So I think that's that is really cool, Joe. But in saying that, I think that it is something that most business owners really should look into because it's they have it's a worth,
0: purchasing audience. So correct. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. I like
1: affiliate arrangements personally. The only ones I'm interested in are ones where the the person who buys from the link has get something and then also the person who is sharing the link the affiliate link get something i've seen some one-sided affiliate um situations in fact stitch fix who i love i've stopped my stitch fix unfortunately because i don't need new clothes because i'm not going anywhere um so i've had to put it on pause but um you know so stitch fix for those who don't know it's a, a subscription uh stylist so you get clothes in a box it's clothes in a box and um they had i signed up to be um, an affiliate. And what it was, if somebody purchased from my link, um, I would get like 25 bucks, but they didn't get anything. So I actually wrote to them and I was like, well, I mean, I'd like, I would rather get less money and like split the money with this person because they don't really have an incentive to use my link. They think they need an incentive. And so it wasn't because of my email, but they did change it. So now I think it is like twenty five, twenty five, or something like that. I think that's important. Anyway, that's an aside. That's an aside.
0: No, I, I I agree with that. I always try to push for that as well because I, I want people to have a, an incentive to to go through me rather mm-hmm. than just like, uh, oh, just use my link and yeah. it'll, it'll work yeah.
1: I don't feel right benefiting if they don't get something out of it. Then it just feels, it feels much more sleazy to me.
2: I think that a lot of these kind of businesses do that. Normally it's, you share your link and the person that you're sharing it with gets, you know, $20 off or or whatever it is. So I think that's normally the, well, from what I've seen normally. I I thought so too, but I've been seeing, I don't know, the past year I've seen more where it's,
1: they don't give anything to the, the person who's clicking the link. And I think, oh, that's that's not
2: gonna work i don't like no
0: that. i agree well, you know there's been an apocalypse with a- amazon uh, affiliate links too um mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're not they're not given as much money as pot like as they were and in, in most of the categories and it, they have not been as uh especially for a company that has been one of the few companies that can operate <laughs> at, like basically almost full capacity um it's kind of not cool for them to to do that um to mm. people but
1: yeah that's too bad
0: it, it is it is but Although i'm not you know,
1: surprised it's amazon like they're not exactly, exactly. They're not they not have the their most own warm words. and f- yeah they're not the most warm and fuzzy you know corporate <laughs> entity out there I think we, we can all agree on absolutely
0: that. Yeah. yeah yeah let's
1: talk about uh creating
2: a platform of influence Ooh. this i oh, know i it's how sexy does this sound I think it's super sexy. It's super sexy. Tell tell us more.
1: Tell (laughs) us more. (laughs) Well, I consider a platform of influence a podcast. Like, this is our, (laughs) believe it or not, this is a platform of influence. Um, (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Um, A podcast, a book, a blog, um, an event an event. If you're, if you're known for, uh, an event, these can all be platforms of, of influence They're you know, basically your real estate, your brand, you're behind them. And these are things that are interesting because they can be monetized directly. Like you can sell a book, you can sell sponsorships on podcasts. Um, you know, you could sell tickets to events you can, you know, I guess, sell ads on your blog. Um, but they're also in a, I guess a higher level, they uh, increase your visibility, your influence, your know, like and trust factor, your network, your community. Um, it attracts all of these things to you and and it makes whatever you're doing something that you can sell. So your, your services and your products are getting in front of people through your platform of influence platforms of influence love
2: them i love it because if you, you don't have an audience <laughs> it's pretty hard to sell
0: yeah well because you have you know that i think that was very well thought out that's why i said mm. i think you, you, did, you did some research there jen well,
1: I, I, I come prepared joe i've, I've had know. 30 years of being I, a business owner that's been 30 years of research and development <laughs> here i'm and i'm still a work in progress and i still don't know that much <laughs> <laughs> i love it that we're all just making it up every single day <laughs> Yeah, i mean i i I mean, I came up with platforms
2: of influence. I, I, I thought that felt really strong. I, That's I, a good I name. Love, totally. Like <laughs> totally. I love it. I absolutely love it.
0: One thing I, I you left out that probably didn't even cross your mind, what about sponsoring a documentary?
2: I can sponsor whatever you
1: want.
0: Well, yeah, but I'm saying like from our platform of influence, right? Documentaries yeah. are a thing like... Clearly, if you're like whatever kind of business owner, you don't necessarily have the cameras, know how to work the cameras, know how to edit the, you know, edit the film and all that. But like you could get like somebody sponsor somebody to do a documentary around your thing that you're trying to promote. Uh, I mean, a, a big example of that would be like the, you know, the diet of the week or the diet of the month. Or something to that effect, you know, building that platform that way. But, um, but I, I, you know, a cheaper, more effective way, in my opinion, is is start a podcast, start a blog. You literally right. just go, you just. Hit the wait, wait and- a second, <laughs> Joe.
1: Wait a second. Is it? What? And this is just—I don't necessarily know the answer. Okay. But is a would a sponsored documentary be the same as an infomercial? So, because I don't think the documentaries at a, you know typically have like sponsors because you don't want to like appear that you're uh, biased in any way. Mm. So, would a sponsor um, they documentary all a,
0: they all have agendas anyway? I mean, like, well, yeah, yeah. So, like, you, you look at like uh, what was it that that uh, fat a documentary like that had the, the guy that I forget. I can't remember what his name is at this point, but they 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 all have a lean, right? They they're leaning towards something, and they they all take you know it takes a lot of money to to put a documentary together, sure. a lot of time and effort. Um, so I mean, sponsoring. I don't know. I don't know if that would be an infomercial. I guess to me, I guess it depends on how the information is presented um and how because like okay so like right now the the michael jordan documentary is going on it's 10 parts right uh that they're doing all about michael jordan well michael jordan signed off on it (laughs) like he's one of the executive producers so it's like it's about his life but he's one of the producers so he got to decide who was the villains who was the good guys like he you know he he wrote his
1: life Would be the expert <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> true i mean if anybody's gonna have a say it's gonna be the actual but, guy but,
0: but, but the thing is is so it, it's all about the last season he played for the bulls so it you know it called the last dance so the idea is is that there was a lot of people's stories involved with that season this isn't about his life so much as it's about that last season that last run so i, I don't know i you know i I don't know
1: about the sponsoring of documentaries. I, I, I guess um, it's worth considering. I mean, it all comes down to the audience. And
0: well, writing a book is basically an infomercial if you're writing it to, to promote your business.
1: Well, you would be there. You would be showcasing your expertise, and a byproduct would be, of course, hopefully helping your business.
0: And and, and the same with the documentary, you're just doing it in video form.
1: Okay. Very true. Jo- okay, Joe. I, I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know. We don't know everything.
0: I don't. I don't. I don't know.
1: I'm committed to be open-minded.
0: No, I, but I think. I think you know, building a, a platform, especially now, because if you're if you're out of business, so you're not conducting business. Like this is the perfect time to be doing that, um, to rally. Mm-hmm. To rally people and to show that you're showing up, right? Uh, if you're if you are not able to conduct your business, like right now, is that time to to, mm. to show up and in mm. marketing and in creating a podcast, create all those things you like. Oh, I should do that one of these days. Uh-huh. I should I should build a website one of these days. Like this is that time. Like take the take the couple of days, get a course, whether free or otherwise, and do it.
1: Yeah, you know, that's That's a a really good point. That's a good point. And, you know... Yeah, I totally get it. I just, I don't want to be too hard on people because it's like a tough time right now. But I will say in terms of uh, potentially making a course, uh, creating a course easier or a book easier, um, a lot of business owners have a lot of content already created Mm -hmm. and and maybe it's already in the form of like worksheets or workbooks, or maybe it's a, you know, 10 years of blog posts. And so I think there's probably a lot of potential there for them to repurpose that content, freshen it up, turn it into an ebook or a course or a webinar or a seminar or a you know a mastermind series like I think you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel you can just mm-hmm. uh, you know turn the wheel into something slightly mm-hmm. less it's than it's amazing
2: how much content most of us have like you forget you forget, about you forget. It. Yeah. I even just when my Facebook memories come up each year, I'm like, wow, I was saying that eight years ago. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a
1: good idea to go into your, um, if you're like me and you put like dump everything into your Google drive, like it's a good idea to go back and explore your documents in your Google Drive. I am, it's always like uh, almost like Christmas in there for me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I totally forgot that I wrote this. It's still relevant. What can I do? Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, definitely see what what's out there. What, you, what do you have that can be repurposed into something that's
2: Uh, would be of value and that you might be able to monetize. Totally. I did that in my Google Drive at Christmas, Jen. I found two workbooks in there from 2014 that I repurposed and put a new cover on and turned into something new. I agree. It really was like Christmas in there. (laughs) 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 I love it. Sorry, Joe. I I didn't mean to cut you off then. I know you have something awesome to say.
0: No, no, that's all. So I I was just going to you know, shameless plug here. If, if you're a business owner and you want to figure out how to repurpose that content or put out an ebook or any of those things we just mentioned that you're like, I've heard of that before, but I'm not quite sure how to go do it. I think you should reach out to one of the three of us, whichever you, one of us, uh, you know, yeah. feels, feels right to reach out to. And cause you can go to, uh, was it Sam at uh, Jen at business at com, or Joe at super or, uh, Joe at businessgeekspodcast.com. Dot com reach out to one of us and we you know i'm sure uh, e- any of i speak for myself but mm-hmm. any of us would be happy to uh to help you make that happen
2: absolutely hey yeah hey but yeah, right? where are the
1: where are the questions tonight is, is it just know, that's what like i was no thinking is there a glitch tonight. there's no I comments mean, we have people
0: watching we just nobody this is the mean,
1: first time i feel very rejected who does not want more revenue streams for their business this is like right? i thought this would be like a hot topic for sure
0: I, we've had people watching all night long but just not no nobody Everybody shy and apparently lose on vacation to, to uh-huh,
2: right. <laughs> no got hashtags. No hashtags.
0: yeah it does take
1: hashtags. i find like for engagement it does take like that one brave person to start it off it's like the person that's really going to be yeah the first scoop of the potato salad so everyone else can have potato salad like you have to have like somebody's got to break the seal and and get the engagement going (laughs) otherwise it's just like the the silent majority just hangs out oh no yeah
0: break the engagement
1: seal somebody this is great 'Cause we're like just you know, this 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 episode's clearly an evergreen episode and for you know, years to come people will be listening and being like, They had no comments. What losers. Oh my god. I know, but
0: well, we have people well, we people are watching, I I promise mm-hmm. you. Uh but <laughs> But no, there is, there is no comments tonight. Um, That's okay. So far. It's sad. It's sad. It's, I'm depressed about it. Actually. You don't
2: have to feed the beast. You don't have to feed the beast.
0: <sighs> so, what, what, else, what else do we each got to? Uh, I
2: want to talk, talk about, about, about creating online programs because oh. there is not one, this is one of my favorite revenue streams, and there is not one business so far. I'm happy to be wrong, but I have not ever had a business come to me that we haven't been able to create some sort of online program because there's some knowledge, there's some expertise that can be shared uh, with what it is you do. Maybe you are repeating yourself daily over and over and over and you can turn that into an online program so that people can learn, you know, in their own time and you don't need to repeat yourself. Or maybe you want to share your expertise with people all over the world. There's so many different ways to create online programs, but it's one of my favorite income streams.
1: And of course, I have a use case. Have either of you heard of Angela Fair? No, I have not. Okay. Well, she... am um, sorry, you about, Angela. Let me tell you about Angela. Angela doesn't care if you know her because Angela is a watercolor artist and she found a new channel to distribute her watercolor classes. So she is now teaching her classes on a growing community by creating courses on teachable, which is, uh, you know, one of those, mm-hmm. uh, course platforms as well mm-hmm. known. Mm-hmm. Uh, she now earns over $250,000 a month from the God. sales of her online courses and membership. So she's got, wow. Rare, I mean, a a watercolor artist. This artist is not starving. Let me just tell you.
0: Sure
2: nice.
1: Now, Obviously, you know, just saying that seems like oh my gosh, she just you know so easy. I I guarantee you, she has probably a gazillion courses. Um, She's probably you know is very talented and is is a good teacher. I mean, she's she's got the X factor for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think most people don't think that type of income is even possible. Mm -hmm. And Angela has proven us wrong.
2: Well so, done, Angela.
1: Yeah. And, and recurring revenue, like the membership model comes back into play again. Like if you have enough of that, enough courses and online content coming out, um, you can visit a membership uh, revenue model. And we love, I know all three mm, of us love mm-hmm. recurring revenue. Oh, I think that's you a just, beautiful I think,
0: I think you just set, set me up there to talk about. So we talked about this a little bit at the end of last week about yeah. setting up a, a online mm-hmm archive school uh not school of podcasting because that's that's the the dave jackson shout out to the 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 dave jackson but you know i I went through and i put it together uh i I did i did all the works uh it's over a hundred hours of a video content and growing monthly and put the 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 landing page together and you know based on the two the two great co-hosts that i have uh above and below me right now uh, the they it's 999 a month or $99 annual uh, to to get in so um, I'm looking forward to launching that th- this weekend because um, I'm doing another online uh, virtual podcast conference uh, this one's on community building uh, it's totally free you can go to indiepodcon.com virtual to to join us and um, I and when I'm there I'm gonna offer, Uh, I haven't, I'm not offering it on the website at at this time, but during that event, I'm going to offer, uh, 20 lifetime passes, uh, for two 99, so, so twenty people will have the opportunity for two hundred ninety-nine bucks for three, effectively three years of you know yearly payments, uh, to pay up front and and get lifetime access to not only the content and the growing content, but access to the private Facebook community uh, and a monthly call uh, to to learn more. So. Yeah, nice. so, and so I'm looking forward to filling in the gap that I didn't have, which was recurring revenue, which I tried to create back in 2015, but I didn't have the right audience at the time to do it. Mm. So I took that knowledge that I did, you know, dusted off some of that stuff and and pulled it all in, and um, yeah. So there's there's a ton of a ton of talks in here. It's it's uh, it's you actually you actually unlike most sites, you actually peer behind the paywall. Uh, If you go to the home, you can see all the different categories that we have here, Uh, and then there's, you know, 20, 13 pages with I think that's like twelve per page. 12 wow, per page. That's awesome, Joe. So conferences, yeah. So it's it's worked out. It's it's it seems like it's going to work out really well. Um. So that's that's my that's my hope. We're, how uh, do
1: you we're, how do you organize all that content? Is it searchable or yeah, do you have so it like you know in certain categories?
0: So it's searchable. Um, and then it's in uh topics, which I used. Um, what, what are they called? Tags. So Mm -hmm. these are all tags on the page. So like there's 27 inspirational videos. Uh, Ah, yeah, okay. There's hosting skills. There's 10 videos on on hosting skills. So you can go through all those different videos there. And then, I mean, I could click on it now, but I'm actually not logged in. So you you see, I can't log in. Great. Uh, Or I'm not logged in, so I can't see it. But the idea is, is that I wanted it to be open so people could like, Peer through and be like, hey, look, look at all these different videos I have access to, if I if I sign up. And and the other thing is, it gives me an opportunity to create upgrades for my MapCon tickets or my my MapCon, my Icon tickets into IndiePodCon tickets going forward. Like, hey, for an extra seventy five bucks, you will get a year subscription to Indie Indie uh, IndiePod University, where it would normally be ninety nine bucks. Bam! Like, all of a sudden, not only are you saving money. But you're going to get access to the current event that you're paying the ticket for, you know, in there, and you're going to get access to a year with a community of extra of extra support and and calls and things of that nature to go along with it. Plus, it gives me the opportunity to do something that I want to do, but I don't want to invest the time that I'm not making money on it, which is creating content for content creators. So mm. creating original content and having a place to put it where I'm already making money rather than like I'm going to create this and then it's just marketing for an event that happens once a year you know happens Mm. once a year so the idea is like if we if we can build that then now i can start justifying the time and it takes to do the research and put the effort into like review tech products that go for podcasting review uh you know services and things of that nature and i and i want to do stuff like that but i gotta have i gotta have the justification for it which is the, the, the you know the, the money coming in to do, to, to justify doing it
2: <laughs> gotta feed those cute little kids That's right yes. gotta put those gotta
1: put them through college today I have one pricing suggestion you know like we're like yes. obsessed with pricing okay so you have the 999 a month um, which um, and then you have the $99 annual so the 99 um, so the 999 makes the 99 look like a good deal Yes I'm wondering if you should consider having like an individual, like you somebody who wants to buy like one video like they're particularly interested in like one particular subject and so the mm. cost of two individual videos would be more than the monthly therefore making the monthly look like a good deal so maybe it's like mm. 599 or 699 for one one video
0: how do i make that not confusing cuz i'm already i'm confused are you confused sam no, no, it makes total sense. S- s- no.
2: <laughs> because because, because like me, me and Jen, you know, we've got these crazy minds. I, <laughs> I, so I didn't know. <laughs> You're confused because I, like, you I did know. not explain it, it well. So, <laughs> it like, totally makes make sense choose, because like, it's the videos. first thing I thought. <gasps> you, you thought that you? Really? I did. And I'll tell you why I did. Because I was on a an audio site the other day where it was like, um, you know, it's so much per month. And I'm like, I can go to another site and buy a particular piece of background music and it will cost me $49 or i yeah. could sign up to this other one for $15 a month and just cancel tomorrow so to me i'd already thought that it's that you know
0: so uh, yeah, so, where's your I know. so let me let me understand see if i'm understanding so basically you would have a way to to purchase just two any two videos that you want
1: or just any any one But like if you but if you added but if you wanted to it would you might as well get the monthly because they would be more expensive and then what I'm hoping would happen is that somebody like might pick and choose the content and but if they find that they're keep coming back and using you as a resource they may maybe it's the second or third time they do that they're like I might as well just go in for monthly so that I can just keep coming back
2: um, Mind you, in saying that, nine ninety nine is so inexpensive. I know I mean, it like is. It, it really is so inexpensive. It's just like, it, yeah, it's like yeah. two cups of coffee.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like two cups of coffee at Starbucks, and and you're there. So yeah. I don't think I, you know, I. But I somebody might not want to
2: commit to the
1: monthly. They might not. But they might not want to have so, another reoccurring like charge or something.
0: So I mean, the only other thing I could th- that I could easily think of that I could easily implement is like a free a free level of like a you know basically a free trial for like three days or two days or something like that yeah no <laughs> you're like yeah no i don't
2: know do, you know what 9 99 yeah. is so inexpensive i would and just they can, go and they can't cancel yep, at time
0: right um yeah, yeah. so what, what do you what do you both of you think on the uh lifetime access you know like limited time like i'm thinking well, a- i think it's great as a launch like once or twice a year yeah
2: i think um, it's a great launch strategy
0: i i think so too i think you know for three you know for two ninety nine, it's not Too much money. You're already getting over hundred hours of video that is educational, inspirational, uh, and all anywhere in between. So uh, to me, like you're you're getting a ton of value there, uh, and that's before we even add more stuff. Before we do more conferences in there, and before we do you know original content in there. So. Um, or more original content in there, I should say. But yeah, so that that that's that was the idea. It was like it gives me a launch thing. It gives me something to get people excited for, and then maybe you know in a year from now, I'll offer it for you know maybe three ninety nine or or something to that effect, where the price can get, for the lifetime goes up as we move forward.
1: I can also see already because of the amount of content you have, Joe, that you could segment um, the content and package it up into like this is mini courses. Um, yeah, yeah. Like a sure. marketing course. And this is your was, community building,
0: so, you know, I was thinking of doing something along the lines of, of like, so I have this, the, st- how to start a podcast, uh, you know, guide, right. And, and there's tons of videos and podcasts interlaced into that. So I was thinking about putting some of these together, these guys together and putting them behind the paywall, uh, f- with the videos that you only get while, you know, when you're in the, in the, the university. So it gives you, it creates that like, here's the monetization one and like I break it down and like, and then it helps me figure out like going forward, who do I, like what topics am I actually looking for? Right. Who? What am I actually mm. looking for to fill those mm. gaps so that yeah. that guide becomes more complete? Rather than right. just me talking about it, there's somebody else that's talking about it. Plus, you know, my spin on it. So that that's that's the way I was th- um, kind of thinking. So over over time, I could build out these these guides and and you know help help people walk through these different types of topics.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential. There. Yeah. With that much, with that much content, you could you could do a lot with it. I love it.
0: I, I think so too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm you know, I uh I'm hoping that it's that it's a big success. It would be it would be really awesome uh to to have a great launch and uh we will on the sixteenth we'll be we'll be launching it.
1: Well we're gonna want an update.
0: Okay. Well, Absolutely. We'll will, we will hopefully have an update <laughs> next Monday. At 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time or Australian Eastern Time, uh, Tuesday at 10 a.m. Uh, well done. Yes, thank you. So uh, awesome. Are we, are we anything else we want to wrap up before we move on to our uh, our grind or one cool thing and or no, grind my gears and then one cool thing.
2: I think the only thing I want oh, – sorry. oh, sorry, Jen. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I that- oh, that no, no. We-, we were all just excited to get on <laughs> and talk about this, but I think just that I think that every business owner should periodically look at this every few months, take a look and see what opportunities are we missing, and asking the three questions that Jen mentioned at the beginning of the show and every quarter thinking, what can I do to add another revenue stream this month? year. Whatever. Weak. What is it? I don't know where I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I agree. That that was a great way to wrap
1: up. Sam. That's very good advice. Ever.
0: It just started.
1: <laughs> ah, it's because some grind my gears. Yeah, Let's grind yeah. some gears. Let's grind so, some gears.
0: So, uh, Jen, do you want to do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I um I found an article on Distractify about a food truck owner uh, who shared his invoice from Grubhub and how much they deducted from his earnings. So and he shared this and made it public because he wanted to encourage people not to use third party delivery apps such as Grubhub uh, to order directly from your local restaurant or food truck because of the he he brought in or he sold a thousand dollars over a thousand dollars in food. And he cleared under 400 Mm. after commissions, delivery commissions, processing fees, promotional fees, order adjustments, another commission, another delivery commission. Um, So, yeah, so out of a thousand forty two dollars and sixty three cents. He walked away with three hundred and seventy six dollars and fifty four cents. It didn't quite cover his food costs.
2: Wow! So
1: I, you know, this really angered me, and this goes back to our our talk about strategic partners and partnerships. I think Grubhub positioned themselves with the potential to have a beautiful strategic partnership between them restaurants and customers. I mean, they could have created a win-win-win. Mm-hmm. And instead, I I feel like they were predatory, mm-hmm. uh, taking advantage of uh, restaurants, particularly now who are so reliant on delivery uh, where they didn't need to be before. But now that people can't um, go inside and eat, the only way they can serve their customers is by delivering their food or having them pick it up. So, so now, um, you know, because they had to pivot so quickly, these restaurants didn't have time to, you know, interview delivery drivers and set up, a, you know, their own mm. like, you know, app and that sort of thing. So they had to turn to Grubhub. I'm assuming, I don't know, I haven't had a chance to research it. It's on my list of things to do. I don't know how Grubhub fees compare to Uber Eats or DoorDash or anything like that. I've heard rumors that they're all pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, I guarantee you they're all sure, <laughs> pretty I'm sure he's straight up yeah. there. And I'm sure he probably as a partner, as a restaurant partner, he probably signed, they probably all signed something saying that this is like privileged information. Um but I just think I just think there was a better way to do this. Um I don't Begrudge Grubhub needing to make money, needing to pay their drivers, um, but I just think that there's a way to do this where the restaurant is doesn't come out like completely annihilated. I mean, this is mm. this is painful to look at. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and you know what? That's it is a lot of money, right? So it's like sixty three divided by forty six. So the average the average order is only twenty two. 66 in order that seems no, it's all a food weird. it's that a food low. truck
1: it's a food, truck, a food it's truck. truck so okay, keep so that in mind
0: that's pretty good okay yeah. yeah so i i don't know that still seems low though because if you're I, I don't know i when we order out it's at least like 40 bucks every time by the time you get two meals uh well side, i bet i bet
1: fam i bet the fewer families order from food trucks they're probably more mm, you know individuals singles, and couples
0: yeah yeah okay that, that makes sense then. Also that also might be a lot
1: of lunch orders
0: so at that point, mm. wow! I mean that's
1: it's brutal, right?
0: I don't. Yeah, mm. that is. So I don't understand. Like, what? Like, and and what's the explanation for commission, delivery commission, process? I mean, processing fee. I guess. I, I guess.
1: mean, you know, it just seems like a lot of fees. I'm not sure the promotions. I don't know what they get for that. I, I suspect they. I think they have to opt into that, but maybe they didn't know how much it was going to be. You know, Grubhub has certainly a responsibility to be completely transparent, like this should not have been a surprise to the food truck owner. Um, So I don't know, Um, without really doing a deep dive into the research, and I don't know how, how easy it is to get this information, uh, if you're not, you know, signing on the dotted line with Grubhub. But, you know, any way it shakes out like this, this is not a balanced arrangement. This is not a mm. balanced partnership. They're not all winning. The restaurant is not winning. I doubt the customer is winning because I think they upcharge on the food too. So I don't know. That, that's my. To. They that, have to
0: upcharge on the food. I mean, that's 60, yeah. 64%. Right. So that's, you know,
1: <laughs> that's, that, that's my grind my gears. It's a little sad, actually. Mm. Mm. I mean, I think I'm more sad even than mad about this. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and, and it especially makes sad. yeah. I mean, I guess at that point, that I mean, I don't know if if, uh, if they're locked into paying any kind of fees on top of that either. Like to to be a Grubhub, to be able to like promote that they have Grubhub as an option. Because at that point, I'd be like, well, just dump it all. The, I wouldn't even offer it because if you're just gonna lose money, uh, that's yeah. not that's not good for anybody.
1: Well, hmm. I'm sorry, Giuseppe, who had to. Mm. go through that because i know that that, he worked really hard to bring in that thousand dollars uh this is the chicago pizza boss food truck in westmont illinois if anybody is out in the chicago area please visit giuseppe Battalamente and his fabulous pizza boss food truck and um you know order from him personally help him out help him out
0: yeah yeah love that we need to tag him in that People feel the same yeah. way. Yes, we, we we do need to tag him in that. Um, so uh, my grandma gears is is not not sad. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is sad. It is sad in some ways, right? So so my grandma gears uh, this week is uh, there. I wanted to get some drywall because, as you can see, I have fabulous plastic walls <laughs> behind me. <laughs> uh, if you haven't noticed, and I wanted to get some drywall and I wanted to get a quote, so I call literally a week ago and uh i was like hey can i get my garage these are dimensions blah 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 okay yeah somebody will call you back and they, i mean they answered on the first like three rings so i was like oh cool like there's actually somebody there and like that's i like i'm feeling pretty good about this so a week goes by i hear from nobody uh i call them back and rang like maybe six or seven times and then somebody picks up and she's like yeah our our estimator's like super busy right now he probably just hasn't gotten back to you uh you know I, I don't know they're just like really overwhelmed i was like i was like so i said uh so it sounds like i should just call somebody else and she's like yeah i would call somebody else and i was like <gasps> wow like you're really why really... didn't they say that on the first call yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. If you're that overwhelmed, if you're that overwhelmed, you can't even. Call. I'm willing. I was willing to wait. <laughs> like I didn't have to have it to t- tomorrow. But gee, like, you know, tell me, hey, we're we're really busy, and we're gonna get back. You know, we're gonna get back to you, even if you can't. Like. Sit on the phone with me for ten minutes to figure out like what the dimensions are and and all that and how much it's going to cost. I just wanted to guesstimate to know like should I just go buy drywall myself and hang it? Like I don't really want to do that. It's a lot of work, but mm. I will if I absolutely have to. Um, you know, so so when they didn't, and I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to go to Home Depot and get my own drywall and I'm going to do it. So if sitting in front wow. of me it, is there
1: only yes. one drywall person in all of New Jersey that can well, help you? I mean,
0: I could. Well, <laughs> when I started thinking about it, I was like, okay, so the drywall itself is going to cost me like four, like four hundred and fifty bucks for <laughs> the amount of drywall. So I was like, okay, you got to tack on at least a thousand dollars for people to be at your house for a day.
2: Yeah, but if you hung so, drywall so like, before? It is so I worth it. It is a horrible job. It is a
0: horrible job. Oh, my goodness. It's a horrible job. No, I haven't. It is no, it
2: is hard work.
0: I am about to it find is, out, yeah. it sounds like. Uh, yeah. Look, uh, so yeah. Like
2: I, well, it depends what you want it to look like is probably the caveat there that it, you can do it. But it never looks quite like the professional version yeah
1: well, it is the garage so maybe there's some forgiveness so there. maybe it's
2: just fun.
0: Well that's the, and that's the thing, right it is it is for the garage um, and and we're not going to be uh, I'm not going to be like taping it and spackling it just yet like I'll get I'll get a professional painter to, to, to do that stuff later.
1: I think this also highlights that you really need to have somebody good dealing with your customers. Like I, yes. I'm I'm thinking this, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I think there's a possibility this is just not somebody that was really great at make, booking appointments and didn't really represent the business well, particularly since they Practically invited you to go somewhere else. Um,
0: (laughs) well, she said after I said that, she's like, Yeah, I would call somebody else. I'm like, I mean, this, yeah, I mean, mean,
1: there is a business lesson here. (laughs) You better make sure whoever's representing your company is front facing with clients is top notch. Pay them on, you know, pay them five dollars more an hour and get better help because you think you're saving money by paying, you know, somebody, you know, ten, twelve dollars an hour. They might be cheap, but. Look at all the. You don't even. Sending you're gonna send your
0: business away. Send your business away. You're gonna yep. come
1: and you're gonna be like, "Where's all my business?" You're not even gonna know. There's no record yep. of that yep. call. <sighs> if you pay
2: peanuts, you get monkeys. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're running a zoo, you don't want that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well.
0: Those
2: all right. So are,
0: what? Those are what cool thing? Uh, what? What? was everybody got here.
1: Well. I already talked about mine but it's work smarter CRM. It's a CRM I've had the opportunity to test drive um, for the small business grit summit we we uh, created the summit and managed the entire summit on the back of bone of this CRM and a couple of things I like about it is we could create this uh, we can create landing pages websites within the CRM. It has multiple messaging features so um, we can actually, Um, Not just email, but SMS message uh, with our attendees and um, there's a phone. You can integrate your phone in there. So um, it's super streamlined there. Yeah, it's just got a lot of great bells and whistles. It's also um, you can create your courses. It's a course platform and it it supports memberships. Wow. And yeah, um, email automations, the whole thing landing pages, emails, SMS templates, email templates. Um, I think there is like nothing it can't do. I just love it. Um, wow. So, yeah, so we, I was just really happy with it. Uh, we've got, had lots of compliments on like our communication and organization throughout the uh, summit. And I think this is really because we had a really good platform to. To work from. So, anyway, WorkSmarter CRM, you can um, find more information about it at WorksmarterDigital.com and you can schedule a demo. You can see all the features and the pricing. Oh, it also has a calendar appointment um, application. So, if you're using Calendly or Acuity, it can um, replace that cost. So, it's a little more expensive than what I'm paying for my current CRM. Um, but once I factor in the fact that I can you know, get rid of my Calendly. I can get rid of, you know, you know, maybe one other thing. And um, so it's really quite affordable when you look at it like that.
0: It says email Mm. marketing. Is that, so is that like a MailChimp or.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can do your, you can craft your emails, you can set them out in sequences and um, like everything relates to each other. So you can set, set up like really, um, really uh, sophisticated type of relationship building sequences. So it's, it's pretty amazing. So please check it out. If you are looking, if you have a CRM or think you need a CRM to manage your pipelines and your relationship building, your courses that you're creating, um, this is the bomb.
0: How many, That's how many emails cool. can you, can you store in there? Cause it says up to 40,000 emails per month, which isn't bad.
1: No, it's it's not unlimited pipelines, unlimited funnels. It does, has a funnel feature, unlimited team wow. members, unlimited contacts. So that's Wow. Yeah. yeah it's I'm it's I'm super in <laughs> Yeah, it's it's super great. And our listener, Mary Sue Dayhill, and my partner at uh and the small business group summit and my client at Sparent. <laughs> this is um and she was a use case I mentioned earlier. So I I you know this is a, a personal recommendation from me. Um, i completely trust
2: this product so i Good hope you check it out
0: love it love it love nice, it love nice nice yeah sam did you did you have a one cool thing i thought you said No
2: i will cool wait one. for mine cuz we've gone quite late oh. Oh.
0: all right well i i was just going to throw it out there you that if it. you if you like um if you're a movie person, you need to watch Uncut Gems, because uh, with Adam Sandler, it is a, it it's a experience to say the least. It is awesome. Uh, I don't. It's it's based on like inspired by a true story, uh, but it's it's absolutely it, it's a it's an experience. It's a if you like gangster movies, uh, it's kind of like a gangster movie, uh, but it's an experience. Okay, so check it
1: out. out. So check yes, it out.
0: you should You really got to watch it. it. It'll have you on the edge of your seat the entire time. Like it's like it, it's it, it's like a sensory overload. It's awesome.
1: Well, I Absolutely am an Adam awesome. Sandler fan personally, so I like. Mm, he's good. Yeah, he,
0: he is good. He is. He's really good in this movie. He's not funny. It's he's very little funny. He can
1: um, play but, serious pretty well. So yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, he can. You need to watch this film. It's really. <laughs> it's it's a it's a good film. It's a great movie. <laughs>
2: Cue um, it up.
0: All right, so everybody, uh, let's see what do, what do we have here for for uh, I got so many tabs open now I am I'm lost I am all right here we go so if you uh, if you've enjoyed this episode of the Business Geeks podcast share it with the business the business geek in your life. Uh, you can send your questions or suggestions for future episodes to questions at businessgeekspodcast.com. Catch us next Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time or Tuesday, 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to next week. I hope everybody and their family, your family are all staying safe. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, how much dancing are we supposed to Oh, Oh, doing the hands. All right. <laughs>